Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us John Steenberg. He's the head of Europe and APAC supply chain practice with Tata Consultancy Services. John is with us today to talk about a topic of supply chain and he says supply chains are not broken before we jump into this topic john a warm welcome to you how are you today thank you nick yeah no great yeah i've uh, i'm sort of still recovering a little bit from jet lag i got back from europe last week end of last week so but uh, i had to i had a great weekend it was good awesome great to have you with us john and could you just start by introducing yourself to the listeners yeah, sure. I mean, as you say, I'm sort of heading up our supply chain practice for APAC in Europe and have been doing that for a number of years now. Um, we have we have about sort of 25 consultants uh, in, in APAC and about the same number in Europe and still growing tremendously. So great place to be and good fun to be a part of, that's for sure. It, it certainly has been. Uh, and I've been out in, in Singapore here with my family for the last two years. Lovely place. Always summer except when it rains, but other than that, it's a beautiful place. Nice, nice to be. Then let's jump into the topic then of the day, John. So supply chains are not broken. What is this all about? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you read all the headlines and you hear lots of comments that supply chains are broken and have been broken, God knows what. But, but actually, that's not what we're seeing. Um, when we work with our clients, I mean, what we see is, in fact, supply chains that are working frantically to sort of rebalance themselves and get alignment between demand and supply. People know what to do. Absolutely. It's not that they don't. Um, but we've all been through a number of major events in the last couple of years. I mean, COVID, obviously, the big one. Uh, a boat across the Suez was another one. And then, uh, you know, a, a disruption to supply chains yet again with the war in Ukraine starting at the beginning of this year. So we, we are constantly in supply chain management dealing with events that are coming out of, of, of left field. And that causes disruption, but doesn't mean the supply chain is broken. I just want to make that clear. There are a lot of hardworking people out there doing a fantastic job rebalancing their supply chains and, and uh, I think, you know, CXOs are starting to realize that, uh, that, that in order to uh, make sure that their supply chains work the way they need to, building resilience and building flexibility, building agility into those supply chains and invest in those supply chains is absolutely required. Right, John, and you mentioned indeed that uh, there's been some isolated events like uh, the Suez Canal, the wars and so on. And, and indeed, those are isolated events that we perhaps have learned from and come back even stronger for. So it all makes sense to me. But can you dig a little bit deeper and perhaps share a bit more why the supply chains are not broken? Yeah, no, certainly. I, I think um, if I look at what, what, what people are doing, to get control, I mean, first of all, information is key and accurate information and real-time information is absolutely key. And uh, most sort of companies will have a level of visualization, dashboards, etc. 
And the focus has shifted over the last few years from looking at what you, what you would call sort of lagging in indicators to leading indicators. In other words, where are we heading and why? Uh, and what's, what's likely to cause disruption to our supply chain going forward? So predictive analytics and prescriptive analytics is, is very much an area that's being explored by a, a lot of companies and, and they've done a lot of work in, in the last few years in that area. So that's one particular area that has, has had a lot of prominence. Um, the other area I would say is how the supply chain is actually planned because uh, supply chain planning has certainly when it comes to demand planning has been dominated by history. So various models, time series analysis, etc., that use history to project and, and, and predict the future. Those models you can throw out the window now because history in the last three years has been completely atypical and hopefully not going to be recurring. So what companies are now doing, they are focusing a lot more on demand sensing, um, trying to get as close to their customers as they possibly can and use the data that they have in a much smarter way to, to get a view on what is likely to happen and how can we then anticipate that in our supply chain execution. Right. And why, according to you, John, should companies continue to invest in supply chain development? Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. And, and if we look at the sort of three dimensions of, of supply chain activity, you know, so the people, technology and the, um, and the process side, uh, absolutely. And I think the people side in particular, uh, I think that's actually the biggest uh, challenge uh, for most companies at this point in time is finding people with the right skill set or finding ways of developing their own people to uh, attain the right skill set. So training, education, development of people is, is uh, priority number one, really. Uh, that, that's certainly one trend. Uh, the other trend, of course, is uh, technology is moving at a rapid pace and uh, as I was saying initially, you know, getting control over what's going on requires more information in, in, in most cases. So the use of IoT, for example, to track where your products are and in what condition they are uh, is becoming more and more uh, prevalent. And, and I'm sure you can imagine, you know, if you have sort of a big container ship with more than 20,000 containers on it, and each of those containers have an IoT device or two, maybe. The sort of data flows to and from that boat and it's tremendous uh, when we talk about sort of monitoring things like movement, uh, humidity, temperature, etc. This is the usual stuff. So it's created a whole lot of momentum in, in the area of, for example, track and trace and posed some very challenging te um, technology questions that are now being addressed and dealt with. Right, and it's some turbulent times out there, but what have changed in recent times and how has this affected then the supply chain development? I think what, what, what in particular has, has changed um, and, and I think will continue to change is, as I say, the, the way supply chains are planned and executed much more in real time, much shorter timelines much more attention to the lead times within that supply chain. Uh, the use of predicting uh, predictive uh, technologies um, and prescriptive technologies 
uh, uh, also a change, and that change will continue as well. Uh, so this is all about adapting a supply chain design to a new reality, and that's exactly what, what companies are doing. So technology offers a lot of, of solutions in, in themselves, you know, they can enable lots of stuff. But as I say, I like to go back to the people side of things, that, that is critical. If you take a company and move them from spreadsheet planning or spreadsheet-based planning to the latest planning uh, tools and packages, that's a massive, massive change uh, management process. And it's not easy. It, it really requires quite a lot to, to make that leap and do so effectively. Uh, so it's not about putting a new system in. That's the easy part. The difficult part is getting it adopted and used the right way and thereby drive some of the benefits uh, that you absolutely should get from using the latest technology. Right, and how can companies then use supply chain development to create a competitive edge for themselves? I, I think I think they can do it in a number of different ways, and I think we've seen uh, some, some prime examples of that over the last um, sort of whatever decades or so, really. I mean, the likes of both Amazon and Walmart and uh, eBay and more closer to home in Singapore, Shopee and Lazada, for example, have created supply chains and te using technology and enabling uh, uh, sort of supply chains to operate in a completely different way and create a competitive advantage. If you can deliver more accurately and faster and cheaper, you know, you are you are, are really creating a different shade of that. That's, that's very important. But also creating um, I would say sort of the use of mobile technology, which I think you and I perhaps as consumers are very used to. I mean, we can get, you know, anything on, on a handheld device, whether that's a phone or a, or a tablet, but we can't necessarily run our business on a tablet or a phone. Why not? Why should we not be able to do that? Why should we not have the same functionalities available at our fingertips when it comes to running our business? as we're used to as consumers when we want to order anything or manage anything. So I right. think that that is a further trend that companies are exploring. It's more difficult, but and there are lots of sort of security issues to, to, to uh, take into consideration. But it's, again, it's happening. It's slow, but, but it is happening now. Right, and I can see that, John, as well. I'm, I'm keeping one foot in our digital transformation group, in our sustainability group here at EGN, and also with supply chain. So it's exciting times, a lot of developments indeed. And thank you so much, John, for having been with us today, talking about that the supply chains are not broken. So before we let you go, any uh, final uh, closing thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with? <laughs> well, one, one thought perhaps is, you know, as you say, supply chains are definitely not broken, but they are. Uh, there are a lot of good people working uh, very hard to, to maintain balance or, or recreate a balance in supply chain. So support your supply chain people would be one of my, one of my sort of final comments in, in what they're trying to do. They do know what they're doing, uh, but they may need a bit more support in, in these difficult times to actually get the job done. That makes sense. Thank you so much, John, for having been with us today. And thank you also to the listeners. And just finally, John, if someone wants to contact you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, they're more than welcome to contact me on LinkedIn, of course. Uh, that's sort of easy. Uh, they can also uh, write to me if they want on email. 
jan.steenberg at tcs.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much for today, John, and I wish you all the best and have a great week ahead. Thank you, Nick. Same to you. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite. 